The Go Radio Network presents The Comedy Shack. I am your host, Joey Harris, and welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining me. Uh, for those of you joining me, it is live and it is Saturday night. Um, thank you for those who download and listen later on, for those who put on their Bluetooth in their car and listen as they drive down the highways of life. I thank you all for joining me and listening in on this uh, adventure as part of the Go Radio Network. We're doing big every week, bigger and better shows, great quality shows. So check out all the shows as part of the Go Radio Network. Um, Big TJ is doing some great, outstanding, amazing things. I thank you for joining me. I am at Harris on Twitter. Email me, joeyharriscomedy at gmail.com. How's your week been? You had a good week? <clears throat> I've had a pretty good week getting over the last just final bit of this cold or whatever I've had for just about two weeks now. Um, it has 99% gone. It's just a little um, a little chest congestion that's bothering me, but should be okay. Uh, I'll try to power through for the rest of this hour, and then I will go and rest with some uh, water. So, but my week's been pretty good, uh, just doing different things, um, moving along in life. Uh, hopefully some very important things are happening to me in my life very soon. Uh, and if they do come about, I will let you all know as soon as I know. I will share that news with you because I am a believer of sharing the good and bad and and let people help comfort you in your down times and help you celebrate when times are good. Um, <clears throat> the last two weeks we've been I've been sharing the past um few weeks of my or few years of my life rather and when I left off last time, I was uh, just getting over a very serious anxiety, panic, whatever you want to call it, attack that I thought was a heart attack, and went to a went to the emergency room on Halloween. But thank goodness it was not as serious as I first thought, and. I was able to recover from that. While I was recovering, um, the issues that I had, paying um, the bills that I had and rent and all that, went from bad to worse. And I was always trying to play catch up. I told a friend of mine about a month ago that I became very good at what I call the short game, figuring out how to live week to week. If I had enough gas, if I had enough food, if I had enough money just to make it and also pay on my bills, not necessarily pay my bills, but pay on my bills enough to keep the creditors at bay. And I wasn't always successful. I would get those 
annoying phone calls that we all hate and try to avoid, but I never avoided. I was up front with everyone, and some were okay with me being up front, some were not okay with me being up front, but nothing I can do about those that weren't other than be up front with him and honest with him. So that was a lot of my November. A couple of weeks after my health scare, my wife came to me and told me that she was moving out of Fayetteville, that she couldn't live there anymore on her salary. She couldn't pay her bills and that she was going to move in with some of her family. And I felt really just crushed, I guess, um, because I've been trying to still keep everything together and do the right thing and abide by the contract that I had signed. And I just couldn't do it anymore. So she moved away and I had really lost all or most contact with my friends and so there was just a lot of nights where it was just me alone. I've realized over this past week that I did some things and said some things for different reasons that caused the people that I really wanted to be in my life to no longer be in my life. And I took full responsibility for that and take full responsibility for that. It's hard for any of us to admit when we've made a mistake, especially me. But I have no problems telling you that I made a mistake this time. And as a result of that mistake, I was alone. for probably the first time in my life. I talked last week about when my wife moved out of the apartment that we shared together, coming home and seeing nothing, and how lonely I felt that now I was getting that on a daily basis. And that's loneliness, folks.
towards the end of the month, I went back home for Thanksgiving, and it was really um, hard to be around relatives. It's really hard to be around people when you feel that you've um, you've messed up in your life. But you put on a happy face and you go forward with it. Knowing that maybe one day you can get something substantial out of it. Thus, the reason that we've gone into this the past few weeks, uh, comedy equals tragedy plus time. You've got to go through the tragedy and then go through the time to get to the comedy. But I made it through the holiday with my family and then go back um, home to the apartment that I had lived for the past few months. And December was coming. And so, you know, the bills and the bill collectors didn't stop. So, you do what you do. I sold some stuff. I sold um, an iPad that I had that was really enjoyable to me that I enjoyed having, but you got to do what you got to do to make rent. I did what I had to do. But after that, I thought things were on an uptick, and I got a call for a telephone interview with a college. And I said, well, maybe, you know, finally things are looking up. So I went through the interview, and I thought it went really well. I was answering questions. I was charming. Uh, One of the people in the interview was a girl I graduated high school with. And... Hello? I'm I'm sorry, I heard somebody come on the line. Um, So I thought it went really well. I was really excited about it. Um, And then I hear that I didn't receive the position. And then I get a text from my wife saying, I wanted you to know before you found out from someone else that I've been dating someone since I moved here to where she moved to. And 
that was not hard for me to take. I don't, you know, I didn't wish her anything bad. I don't wish her anything bad, but it's just, just strange to hear. I didn't know how to process it. I didn't wish her well. I wished her as long as she was happy and this guy treated her right, then it's none of my business, but it's just strange to hear. And so I um, put a lot of things on the back burner and in my past and went and started to sign up for some dating websites myself because I am not and have never been the club scene person or the bar person. I'm just, I'm better if I can ease into things. That's just my uh, personality. And so that's what I did. And I talked to a few people on there, but nothing, nothing ever really came of any of it. And then what came the weekend before Christmas, and I got a message that someone had checked out my profile and really liked it. And so I went on, and it was a young lady who was about a year older than me. And so I sent her a quick message. Thank you for my profile. You have a very nice profile. I hope to hear from you. And then she messaged me back something. We messaged like that for a while. Then she gave me her number and we texted each other for a while. And it was starting to get a little later in the evening and so, and she said she was going to head to bed soon. So, so I said, can I call you and talk for like 10 minutes or so? And she said yes. And so I called her and we started talking. And we ended up talking all night. until 7 in the morning. <clears throat> Seven-hour conversation. And it was the best feeling that I've had in a long time. To finally be able to connect with someone and Not worrying, constantly, constantly worrying about how things were going to be and how things were going to turn out. Just to have that whole night conversation, just when you're getting to know one another and how great that makes you feel. It was really, really nice. 
and it was something I really, really needed because I was not feeling the Christmas spirit. I didn't have money for gifts. I didn't really have money to get home. And I know that Christmas is it's not about the gifts. It's about the stored behind the um, the holiday for the, for those who are Christians is the birth of the Savior Jesus and I know people who are not Christians who celebrate the good the goodwill the good tidings of the season the spirit of the holiday they don't necessarily practice the um, meaning of the holiday I understand all that but not able to do anything really weighed on my heart not really you know having to scrape the money to drive home it's been Christmas with your family. I was not in great spirits, and so I needed that all night conversation. And I needed that hope that it gave me. Finally, it seemed like something was going right. <clears throat> to move just over a year and to have your marriage dissolve, your friendships tested, lose your jobs, to get behind on your bills, and to suffer the consequences from it, to finally have that glimmer of hope, was a lot, and it was what my spirit needed. And so... I went home for Christmas, and it was good being around my family and celebrating with them and my parents and both my sisters and my brother-in-laws and my nephew's first Christmas. He was only four months old. It's hard to get a four-month-old excited in Christmas. I tried, but it's hard. But just being around family was, was good and I had this new person in my life and I thought things were looking up. You know, we talked some more. We talked every day. We texted and finally I asked her out um, for the day after Christmas to meet for coffee. So I go through Christmas and uh, the day after I, you know, pack up my stuff, head home, and it was just incredibly crazy rain just pouring down and I didn't think I'd be able to get through it. I did and rushed home and unpacked most of my stuff from my car, everything I needed to go in, I did 
threw some clothes that were clean but wrinkled into the dryer um, to get unwrinkled while I hastily showered and shaved and got ready and hurried over for my date. So we met at a Starbucks and bought two lattes and sat down and got to know each other. And it turns out that she um, was was from not that far away, had graduated valedictorian of her class, and had gone off and had done really well in college and decided she wanted to be a doctor and went to medical school for podiatry and passed that with outstanding grades and went and did her um, time afterwards, her rotations, and now had her own practice nearby and was doing really well. And I'm like, wow, I've really found something here. And we talked for about 90 minutes, and I thought it went really well. And so did she. She agreed to meet again, and We went our separate ways, and I went back and unpacked the rest of my stuff and uh, unpacked my laundry and unpacked my... I'd gotten some dishes and stuff for Christmas and unpacked all those and washed them all that. It was a silly, silly grin on my face. But I felt pretty good for the first time in a long time. And we talked again a little bit later and the next day. She said she had some things coming up that weekend. Uh, she was going to see when we could get together. Um, her brother was supposed to help her with some stuff. And then she contacted me on that Saturday and um, said she had some things, but she really wanted to see me, and I said, well, let's just still keep it casual. She came towards me this time. She didn't live that far away. I said, I would come up towards her. So we agreed to meet at this um, restaurant, just fast food place off of the highway and wasn't far from her. I had a little ways to travel, but it wasn't that bad. And so... We met for about three more hours, just talked. Just had those great talks, you know, that you have with somebody when you're just clicking on all cylinders and just talk about, you know, past relationships and families and just craziness, crazy things. And that was good, too. And I just couldn't get over 
how good she made you feel. You know? And screwed up my courage and went in for a kiss. And it was a very good kiss. And so that was another good night. The next day I came back home to my parents' house for my dad's side of the family uh, get together every Christmas and it was at my parents' house and I was going to stay for uh, through the New Year. So I did. I got up that morning and got some clothes together and, and drove up and I had noticed the past few days that my SUV, when I started it up, had started to do a zipping sound. And I went through the book and I went online and couldn't figure any of it out. I um, just happened to be in contact with my wife and... She says, oh, I know what that is. It was because you were late with a payment. If you, you know, stay late, they'll turn your car off. I said, what? I wasn't late. I said, the company wasn't open for me to make a payment. And my bank wasn't open for me to get my unemployment. And she said it didn't matter. But... I made all my weekly payments. And the weeping never really stopped. It would last for 20 seconds or so, and then I could go. And went to my parents, had a really good uh, reunion time with my dad's side of the family, and made a day to spend with um, the certain female in my life or spend New Year's with them. And so I went and drove down there and we went out to eat at a Mexican restaurant, went and hung out with some of her friends and had a few drinks and she had me tell some stories that I've told him on the uh, show before. We just had a really good time. Then we went back to her house and saw the New Year's in and had the typical New Year's kiss. And again, it was just a really good time. And drove back to my parents' house and I thought, wow, twenty thirteen is really gonna be better than twenty twelve was. And I thought that the year was just going off into a really good start. And the pressures of 
my obligations were really starting to wear on me. I'm the type of person who doesn't really like to share a lot of that with people. But I finally shared it with my parents, what was happening, the contract that I had signed and left a copy with them. And my dad even remarked that he says, no wonder you've been under a lot of stress. And so I left for to start another month of job search looking. So I was determined to find something. So I go back to what I always do, and that's my usual method of hoping that I can start the week out do that good short-term planning that I talked about. Make sure I can get through every week. Pay what I can on some bills. Just hope for the best. A few weeks into the year, it's the what I call the birthday week. My sisters and I all have birthdays within the same week, and mine was first, and it fell on a Wednesday. I went and treated myself to a bagel and some coffee at Starbucks, and a friend of mine took me out for lunch, and the um, girl, I guess she called my girlfriend, by the I came down, and took me out for Thai food, and we just had a really, really great time that night. And then I went and got uh, a haircut and was able to see some former RAs at my old job. And it was just a really, really good birthday. And then went and spent uh, the two nights later, the Friday night, with my girlfriend at her place, and we watched both of the Hangover movies. And it was just really, also a really good night. And the next night, my parents, during birthday week, always throw us a big dinner with family, and um, we do a big get together, and they invited my girlfriend. And so we drove up here and went also went really well. And you never know, you know, the whole meeting thing, how that's going to work out. But it worked out really good. And I was just surprised at how well it worked out. But I wasn't getting any traction as far as the job goes. And the week after that, uh, you had... Martin Luther King Day and Banks and all of the federal and state buildings are closed. And so I had to wait until the next day, of course, to 
for my money to go in. And at first, I thought I got a little bump up until I paid a couple of bills and looked at my statement, and it was less than $100 in my account. I didn't get a bump up. I went to the end of my regular unemployment and had gotten the last of that money. Now, I could go into the continued unemployment insurance benefits, but I couldn't continue to do that until the next week. And the one thing that I hadn't paid was the payment on the SUV that I was describing. And so I contacted my wife first thing to tell them to let them know that what was happening. And then I would pay um, $100 a week until I was caught up. I would find a way. But then my girlfriend was sick, then I got sick, and I wasn't able to see her. And I had gotten a gift card from Outback Steakhouse. And so that Saturday at Little Food, um, I also had a card to Target, and so I went and got some groceries and went by out back and used my gift card to get some lunch and an appetizer that I could also eat for dinner. And I got it to go and move my car over to the side so they could bring it out for me and turn my SUV off, and it wouldn't turn back on. They had turned off the vehicle for non-payment. And I did what I've done so many times, fell back on someone who really doesn't owe me anything and called my wife and explain the situation to her and she got them to agree to turn the vehicle back on for 30 minutes just so I could drive home. And I agreed to make up the payment on Monday to pay the balance. And so they did, but the truck still wouldn't crank. And I said, well, maybe then turn it off. I need to jump. So they were finally able to jump me. And I went home. And I was really discouraged. Eating the cheeseburger and fries that I got in despair. Well, I made the payment and shifted some things around, but still was behind even more. 
was just still struggling to get up and get even. I was starting to lose my short game, forgetting any long-term planning. I wasn't even able to look a week ahead of time. Now, I was able to look at most maybe two days ahead of time. And just going through unbelievable stress. And I got my W-2 statements from everywhere getting towards the end of the month and I didn't know what I was going to do. So I um, was thinking about that planning to go out to eat with some friends and I got breakfast from McDonald's and my truck wouldn't crank again. That was getting old. And my friend picked me up. We went out to eat and went back and tried to jump the truck and it wouldn't jump. So I went to the car care place that was right next to McDonald's and I said, well, let's go and look, see if I can jump it for you. And if I can't, we'll work something out and see if we can get over here and get you a battery. Because they thought that they just needed to replace, but it was able to jump. So I relied on somebody else that I really get tired of relying on call my parents so I need a battery. So they helped me to come back up and help me get a battery. And my girlfriend had gone to a conference in Greensboro and really wanted me to come up and join her. And I was ashamed and embarrassed to tell her that I couldn't just because I simply just didn't have the money. So I stayed at my parents and watched the Super Bowl. Went back home. I'd forgotten my W-2s and my dad to help me out. (laughs) Told him we could do it some other time. Now it was February. And I will say, and I'm not just saying this because this is network, but Big TJ really stepped up and help me. Gave me a shot, and I told him things weren't going well. He gave me this outlet. 
gave me this show to come to you all and then talk comedy and do interviews and share a little piece of my life every week with you. For that, for him, I will be eternally grateful. Because many weeks has been the highlight of my week. Just to come here and talk to you all. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And so, February was now here. I struggled again and made rent. And, you know, enough to try to still hold the predators at bay. But they were getting in. Any small things I was taking out of life now to sit for an hour without the phone ringing and there'd be another bill collector to be able to sit and read a book do the busy schedules the few times I got to see my girlfriend the simple pleasures of life a simple cheeseburger when you're hungry I learned to appreciate all of those things and The month gathered on, gathered on, and the end of the month was coming, and I just didn't have it anymore. There's an old, hello? There's an old um, saying that you robbed Peter to pay Paul. I was, you know, going from one hand to another, juggling things. You know how you may know that things are going to happen. You don't know how you know, but you just know. I knew. I came back to my parents' house. I was feeling really low. Schedule difficulties. I hadn't seen my girlfriend in a while. I really missed her. I wrote her a card and had gotten her just some small things. Left her at her house. Then drove up to my parents and spent a good weekend with them. Then sat down and did my taxes, and it was not good. Being on unemployment, I didn't have taxes taken out. Following the law, I had given my wife half of my retirement, but I was responsible for paying taxes on all of it. And that took a big chunk out. More money that I owed 
that I didn't have. And it was like one of those commercial breaks for the old Dukes of Hazard show, you know, where Waylon Jennings would come on and say, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this one or how the boys are going to get out of this one. That's how I started to feel. The walls were closing in. And they were closing in from all sides. And just like those old breaks, I didn't know how I was going to get out of this. About a month ago, I had a show where I consider one of my best shows. Where we talk car stories. I told you stories from my life. Dealing with and around cars. And I was really, really excited about that show. And not knowing that in no time at all, my whole life is going to collapse. Earlier that week, my wife, who had gotten a new job, said that some money was going to be deposited into the bank account that we shared but I had control of so that she could open up a new account. I told her that was fine, and it was. And, you know, that's her money, her deal. And so she opened up a new account. And while she did that, she put her new address on there. And the day after I did that show about car stories, she called me and it was to tell me that some guys had shown up at that address asking for her car because I was hiding on the payment. The car was in my name and the SUV that I drove was in her name. And I told her that I had been making payments. I was behind, but I made weekly payments and I just couldn't catch up. And so the guys were good enough to give her 24 hours. And she said that since they were taking the car, she's going to have to take the SUV. I told her I understood. And that I would try to work something out. And I hung up. and proceeded to have a breakdown. 
serious breakdown. It probably didn't go on for very long, but it went on for long enough. When I was halfway, over it, I knew that everything that I had been doing to keep my head above water was over. I couldn't do it anymore. So I called my father and asked if he could come and get me to move me back here to my home that I grew up in sometime during the week. And he could tell that I was upset. And he said he would be right there. He and my mother were at my sister's house. And he showed up about 90 minutes later. And I explained to them what had happened. And so I gathered some clothes and threw them in a bag and went home with them. I spent most of the next day in bed. I didn't want to face the world. Because despite everything, the world and life had caught up to me and had overwhelmed me. And so, the next day, I had to go and move all my stuff out of my apartment. My lease ran through May. And this was the one thing that I was dreading. Because I knew there was no way I was going to be let out of it. Even though I couldn't pay it. I had no job. I had no money. I had no way of getting around now because Monday night my wife did drive, had somebody drive her and got the SUV. So I went and I talked to them about it. While they understood they had to legally follow the um, law of the week. And a lot of things happened that I'm not going to share here, but it was scary. When you've done all you can do, and you end up with nothing. 
we rented a U-Haul truck. And I packed up my life that I had made the previous eight months. And the life that I had collected for the previous 13 years. And it all fit in a pickup truck and a U-Haul truck. No home, no job, no vehicle. A friend texted me during all this and asked how I was doing. And I told her everything that was happening or was about to happen, and I said that I didn't want to say it couldn't get much worse because I was scared that it might. I came back. We put my stuff in a storage unit, and... That was almost a month ago now. Time flies and having fun, doesn't it? During the week previous to that one, I had been texting, trying to contact my girlfriend. And had been getting no replies. She finally texted me and said that she was okay. And so alive, but then I didn't hear anything again. The Saturday... Three weeks ago, I came to you all from the bowling alley. That morning, she texted me that she didn't think she could do it anymore. And because of her busy schedule that was getting busier, she never had time for me. And that it wasn't fair to me to keep me in that. I told her that I knew that her schedule was busy. That I had known that going in. That I'd always known that. But for whatever reason, I've learned that if somebody really doesn't want to be in or be around you, you can't stop them. You have to just accept it. You don't have to like it. You do have to accept it. The funny thing is, the next day, I got an ingrown toenail. 
And if that doesn't tell you that God has a sense of humor, I don't know what does. Comedy equals tragedy plus time. I'd like to thank you all for joining me this week as we've gone over the third and final part of my life over the past year and a half. I've learned though, just this past week that if you wait, you can always find the brightness in the darkness. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And it's not the train coming on. It's the brightness of the good times that follows the bad. I learned this week that I don't know a lot. But I do know this. I believe in Joey Harris. And I'm going to make it. And you will too. As always, you can get me anytime on Twitter. The Twitter address is at V T A G Joey Harris. That's T H E J O E Y H A R R I S on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Joey H37. Next week, I'll tell you about the 37 and the significance of that in my life. And as always, you can get me anytime. Please send me your emails, your feedback, your comments on any of those platforms. But you can get me on email, joeyharriscomedy at gmail.com. Since it is Easter weekend, Hope you all have a relaxing, great weekend. Um, Leave you with a joke. During Children's Church on Easter Sunday, a pastor asked the um, children if they knew what resurrection meant. And little little Johnny raised his hand and says, I don't know what it means, but if you have it for longer than four hours, you need to go see a doctor. And with that, I'll leave you this week, ladies and gentlemen. Go out, have a laugh, and try to smile, because we're all going to make it through together. Until next time, this is Joey Harris saying good night, and God bless.